Welcome, welcome, besties. Today on the Life We Deserve podcast, we are going to talk about one of my favorite archetypes. That is the fabulous flipper. And I just have to apologize now that we have puppies here. And so if you hear barking in the background, that's what that is. So the fabulous flipper. This archetype within the Investy Besties framework is one of those ones where everybody loves it and also everybody feels like it's so unattainable. Everybody looks at flipping on TV. This is what you think. When you think investing in real estate, the unsexy kind of like meat and potatoes investing is being a landlord and owning rental property and the like sexy, glamorous side of real estate investing really is flipping houses, right? I mean, who doesn't watch Flip or Flop, Fixer Upper, Flip This House, or any of the thousands of other shows out there on Netflix? I love to watch uh, My Dream Home Makeover. And basically, I love houses. That's what got me into real estate in the first place. I love looking at design. I love thinking about light, floor plan. I love thinking about functionality, usability, and design, right? What kind of flooring? What kind of paint colors? What is the flow of the kitchen? All of that stuff, I love. I love houses. I hope that if you're listening to this podcast and you're watching this real estate series as we go through, this is part three, by the way, of our six-part series, that you love houses too, because otherwise, why would you be listening to me? (laughs) So I want to talk about the fabulous flipper and why that is a good match for some investors. One of the things that this series is all about is how do we identify what kind of investor you're meant to be and what kind of investor you want to be. Flipping houses is a hands-on experience. Now, I know some very, very successful house flippers that have learned to do this almost completely remotely. I know people who hire on-site team members to go and make videos at the job site every single day and upload them to the cloud so they can manage their job sites remotely. And they flip houses that they haven't even seen. These are people who's flipped maybe dozens, if not hundreds of properties within a year. So that is possible, but it is really kind of far from where we're starting out. So I think we're going to focus on just like if you're trying to flip your first or your second or your third house. Let's talk about that. Let's let's bring it down a notch. But flipping is exciting because it is the biggest transformation in real estate. It is the grandiose before and after. And nobody loves before and after photos more than me, especially of houses. It's the ultimate clickbait. It's like looking at before and after diet pictures except for its houses and we love that it's really amazing when you see a really beautiful transformation it gets everybody excited gets your blood pumping demo is fun to me i think it's so cool to get a sledgehammer and start knocking out a wall and opening up a space i always joke with my clients when we walk into a house the first thing i do is start redesigning the entire house and determining where i would change things what would i fix inside that house And I want to tell you that flipping is not as hard as you might think. It isn't really. It's it's more the upfront work and the math of it all, right? Like really understanding what goes into making a decision. 
I wish I could tell you that it's easy. I say this in my course, you know, I wish I could wave a magic wand and say it's super easy to find a really good deal that's below market value. So the minute you buy it, you create instant equity. And then it's really easy to decide exactly which renovations to do and how to find amazing contractors to do everything on time and under budget. And you'll have little, little helpers running around like Cinderella had the mice and birds and they'll do everything for you and there will be no fires to put out, no major catastrophes. You're not going to open up a wall or a floor and discover that the property needs more work than you thought it did. But I can't tell you any of that because all of that is part of flipping. So the real key to making money as a house flipper is to know what the property needs and know how much that work is going to cost and know how much you can sell it for on the exit, right? What is your exit strategy? Those are the most important things to being a successful flipper. But why should you become a flipper? Who should become a fabulous flipper, as we call it, inside the Investy Besties course? I want to talk for a second about the course. The course is getting ready to launch. We're about to open up enrollment. It's so exciting. And if you go to investybesties.com, you can register for the next round, which starts August 4th, Thursday. And I could not be more excited to do a new round of Investy Besties with all of you and teach all of the tips and tricks from this episode to you in person, live. But in the meantime, I'm sharing some of my dirt here with you now. So why do you want to invest? Why do you want to invest in real estate? You want to make money. The fabulous flipper is somebody who wants immediate gratification. You want that big fat paycheck right now, right away, or as soon as possible within the next one to four months, right? Like that's the timeline for a flip. And that is also a great business model for people who get bored, right? I don't care if it's because your human design is manifesting generator or because you think you might have ADHD or you just have an entrepreneurial mindset. But if you're someone who gets bored easily, who likes to work on multiple projects, you will love flipping because every house is like a new adventure and a new story. And you get to follow that journey, that adventure from beginning to end, and then exit that strategy. So I really think the Fabulous Flipper is perfect for people who get easily bored. The other thing I think the Fabulous Flipper is good for is people who want big lump sums in exchange for their hard work, right? You're not the conservative investor. You're not afraid of some risk and you want that big reward at the end of the rainbow. So uh, those are two of the main reasons, but also let's talk money, right? Uh, flipping takes more money than your average uh, or than, than other types of real estate investing. It takes more money because not only do you have to buy the property in question, you also have to finance the construction or pay for the construction to flip the property and you have to take care of all of the holding costs. So how much money does it really need? People ask me that question all the time. How much money do I need to get started in real estate? Well, it completely depends on what method of real estate investing you choose to do. And if flipping is your choice or your goal, keep in mind your down payment up front to buy that property really depends on your existing finances. So if you don't own a property, if you're currently renting or living with your parents and you're buying your first flip, you can buy it as an owner occupant. And if the property is in good enough condition to get a loan on it, meaning it's not like a burnt down hovel that's gutted to the studs, 
but it's actually livable, like what we call a cosmetic flip, then you could put a minimum down payment. FHA loan programs, you could put as little as 3.5% down. There's still 100% financing options out there for the VA and for rural loans and, and different options. So there are programs where you can put a very small down payment. How much down payment, you ask? Well, that really depends on the price of a home where you live. There are markets where homes are only $100,000, and there are markets where homes are a million dollars. So 3.5%, 5%, 10%, or 20% down varies greatly depending on how much money you are trying to buy, how much you're trying to finance total. It also matters if you already own a home or not. If you already own a home, then you are looking to finance as an investor and investors need to put 20, 25, sometimes even more down, 25% down. So the amount of money that you're putting down upfront is really often based in conventional loans based on whether or not you own a home. If you do own a home already, you're going to need 20, 25% down for a flip. Now, that being said, there are all kinds of alternative finance options, and this isn't a show about loans, so I'm not going to go into them, but there are private money options where you could team up with a financing team and work out your own set of arrangements outside of standard bank guidelines. You may be bringing in somebody who has the money and a different person who has a construction team. So there's a lot of different ways to stru structure a flip deal. That being said, you also need money for the construction and again, there's a lot of financing options within the build and the construction. So if you Google fix and flip lender, you will find lenders that lend money specifically for flippers. They're looking at loan terms of one to two years. They're looking for a down payment, you know, maybe 20% down, sometimes 10% down. These kind of financiers really base their terms on your level of experience. So once you've done two or three flips, you'll be able to get better terms with these kinds of lenders. And they actually look not at what the house is worth as it sits now, looking all ugly like the before photo, but they look at what it's going to be worth after you do all of the work to it. So what my friend uh, calls the Pinterest house, right? The beautiful remodeled after the sexy HGTV after the renovation photo. When you see that, that value, let's just say your after is worth $500,000 and you're buying it for $250,000. The lender is looking at that after value and they're like, yeah, we're going to loan you $50,000 for this renovation so you can make a huge profit. So it's really important to kind of understand those numbers. So let's talk about that a little bit more. How do you find that ugly house, right? So we have a section inside Investy Besties called Finding Off-Market Property, where we talk about all the different ways that you can find it, the kind of unconventional ways and the conventional ways. Sometimes it's just word of mouth, you know, meeting somebody, seeing an ugly house on the street. Some people do mail campaigns. Some people um, have websites. We pay cash for houses. You see those bandit signs out on the side of the road. You know, we work with those kinds of companies to find good deals on property. Maybe you're searching public record for tax liens, people who have defaulted on their mortgage. Personally, I do not love getting leads through kind of dark methods like searching obituaries or divorce records. Those are not the investy bestie way, but that is a way that many people find deals. But people who are behind on their mortgage, vacant property, there's so many different ways to get that information through public record and through paid lists and paid advertising. We talk about all that inside the course. We talk about distressed sellers, people who need to sell their house quickly for whatever reason, and they're willing to discount it below 
the price that would be the full market value if they listed it online, people who just don't want to deal with realtors. More commonly these days, people who just don't want anyone in their house because of COVID are willing to discount their home just to avoid having people come inside. So we find property below market value. We we try at least. And sometimes even property that's just listed on the MLS that you can see on Zillow, Realtor.com, Redfin, any of those websites. I always tell my clients to look for property that has been listed for a long time. The longer the property has been sitting on the market, the better the deal usually. Um, and we find that deal and we use that to get us a better starting point on your flip. Because if you're just finding the average kind of ugly house, it's fully marketed. A lot of times it's overpriced, especially when it's a seller's market. So that might not be a great deal. Um, you also want to think about the size of the project that you want to take on. Just because you're flipping a house doesn't mean you want a burned out hovel. Doesn't mean you want the ugliest, most uh, disrepairable, disrepaired house that you can find. Um, it's okay to do what we call a cosmetic flip. My friend, one of my friends calls it micro flipping. Like you find a house that only needs a little bit of work. It only needs cosmetic updates. Could you find a home right now for sale on Zillow that is just got ugly carpets and ugly countertops and needs fresh paint, or it's actually not in bad shape, but it's like full of stuff. It's, it's somebody's hoarder house, or they have a ton of cats and it smells like cat pee. Sometimes there are reasons why we can get really great deals. I'm not going to give you every single one of my secrets that I use to find incredible deals. Those are inside my course though. I do give them all away inside Investy Besties. So flipping can be difficult, but once you find that property that is better than the average market price, meaning you're getting a better deal on it. The next thing you need to know is what kind of renovations does it need? So definitely do home inspections. Definitely take a look at everything, the roof, the foundation, electrical, plumbing, all of those systems and really get an idea of what the condition of the house is. If you can and you've got a contractor or somebody in the industry that can walk through it with you, do that, you know, get an idea of what it's going to cost. Call a bunch of contractors and ask them what you think the scope of work is on the particular property that you're looking at. And in some cases, you can send them photos or send them a link to the listing and they can give you an idea of where you stand. But don't go too far in research until you've actually got the property. This is something I tell my clients all the time. People get stuck in analysis paralysis. This is what stops you from making money. You spend so much time trying to get all the answers before you even make an offer on a property. And when you finally work up the nerve to make that offer, boom, the property's already gone. Somebody else bought it while you were messing around. And there are ways, if you have a qualified real estate agent or you have a mentor like myself to help you through, there are ways to put things in your contract that actually protect you and give you time to do your research. So you can make your offer without having all of your answers and you have time built into your contract to do your research during the closing process so that you're able to figure out exactly what the property needs. This is one of the reasons that I don't think new investors should buy property sight unseen, uninspected or through public auction where you don't get to see the property or know anything about it because you could end up buying a property that has, I've seen things like a lake's worth of water sitting underneath a house and all of the piers are rotted out and the entire foundation, it's brick and it's all sliding off the foundation and the whole thing needs to be replaced. Crazy things. I've seen mold houses full of mold and damp and then somebody comes in and covers it all with white paint and sells it and then you find out that it's, you know, like a lemon, like a money pit. Remember that movie, The Money Pit? So take your time to do your research, but don't take so much time to do your research that you miss out on making money. 
What we do study very much within Investivestes is evaluating and calculating profit, exactly how to do that, the way to organize your information, how to analyze, how to look at comparable sales, where to get that data, how to estimate renovation costs, how to hire contractors. We talk about building your team, retaining your team when you find good people, and all of the stuff in between. So when you set out to make that offer, you find a good deal, you've done your homework, you know you want to close on this property, you buy it, you take it down, then, then it's time to actually do the work. And when I started out, a lot of my first-time investor clients started out, they really have this moment where they feel like they need to do everything themselves. If you love DIY and you have experience in that area, by all means, do it yourself. But I really encourage you to also delegate because one of the things that I've learned working with so many women investors is we are not in this to add to the pressure in our lives. We are not in this to add to our workload. We are not in this to make life harder on ourselves. If it is not joyful to you, if you do not enjoy trying to figure out on YouTube how to change a faucet, please delegate. Please hire it out. Hire a professional. Put that in your budget up front. Assume that you're not going to be able to do a lot of things by yourself. And do the parts that you love. If you are amazing at creating tile mosaics, and you want to do a super intricate backsplash in the hall bathroom, by all means, do it. But word of caution, don't feel like you have to tick on everything yourself. And please don't do that because you're trying to save money. Because what's going to happen is it's going to come back to haunt you when you try to sell the house and they find out that things were not done in a professional manner or in a workmanship-like manner. You just don't want to get stuck. And you don't want to get stuck holding a property for months and months and racking up mortgage payments and not being able to finish your project. That is another nightmare. So we talk about all the pitfalls, all the things that can go wrong within Investy Besties, but I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on what can go right and having some faith in yourself as an investor. For my final thought, people can make a ton of money on flipping. Really, you can. You can flip your own property you can start really small. I've seen people who flip mobile homes, okay? You could buy a mobile home for $10,000, $20,000 and flip it and make $30,000. And everybody in flipping is obsessed with making a ton of money. But you know what's really cool? The person, I have investor clients like this that sit in the wings and wait for the most amazing deal. They tell me, Remy, don't call me unless you have an off-market deal where I can make 50 cents on the dollar. Well, that's great. Doubling your money is fantastic. But while you're waiting, my other investor, the one who is cool with just making 10K on every deal, has closed six deals in the last four months. So if you're willing to start small, you can actually make more money flipping than someone who is waiting for that amazing deal. In my course, Investy Besties, I teach you literally everything I know. We do a live call every week to answer a Q&A, to go over that week's materials. You can bring your potential deals to me. We'll talk about it on the live calls. You can share within our Facebook community and all the besties will chime in together and share resources and our community is growing all the time. So I hope to see you inside the course someday. But in the meantime, please stay tuned for the rest of this series. Next week, we'll be covering another wealthy woman real estate investing archetype. See you soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear listeners, for being with me today. If you love the show, please show support for our growth by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on. 
You can find me on social media on most platforms by searching my name, Remy Fortier, that's F-O-R-T-I-E-R, or you can join our free Facebook group, The Life We Deserve, Inspired and Wildly Successful, where I drop free trainings and keep you posted on whatever we're working on. As always, thank you for joining in our mission to normalize women building wealth.